Hey, what's up everyone? Happy 2019. Hope you all had a good Christmas and New Year's. Apologize for somewhat of an absence during the holiday season. I've been dealing with the flu pretty bad and still have a little bit of that bug that's going around, but I was able to connect with Craig on New Year's Eve and we recorded this short podcast. Talked about Craig being up in Gunnison. It's been really frigid temperatures up there at the off-grid ranch. So he's talking about how he's been trying to keep warm, but there's been some pretty chilly evenings and pretty chilly mornings And so he's been really jamming through the wood with his wood fireplace and then also trying to conserve energy with the solar because there's not as much sunlight this time of year up there. So the battery banks, you know, you just got to be mindful of that. And then I talk about some of the New Year's resolutions that I have and more so about the meditation and some of those self-improvement things which I plan to focus on this year. So we talk about that a little bit. And then I uh, talk a little bit about my donut addiction as well. So we're going to intro in here with a little bit of bossa nova music, and then we'll dive into the podcast. So thanks for tuning in. this flu stuff come back i'm just now starting to feel better after like two weeks of having it so we'll see probably best to 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 be conservative i know and that's never then and that's not my nature which kind of sucks so i was thinking about i was honestly thinking i'm like you know i can run over to cabela's i can get the candles for my candle lantern i can i can keep it warm inside and just do hot tea all night and then i can get about five donuts from dunkin donuts like I, I'm, a big <laughs> fan of, I'm a big fan of those chocolate long johns you know and, I, and of course, one of my New Year's resolutions is to take better care of myself. And so I'll, I'm like, well, I can go out like, like a little fat kid with a bang and uh, and pound a bunch of pound a bunch of donuts while I'm sitting in my topper at night. But I was like, yeah, maybe I'll just stay here and watch some football and and relax. We'll see. Yeah, well, I'm uh, Mark. Mark is not due to be. He was supposed to be back today, but he he got delayed, so he's not going to be back until the first. So I've got. Um, the the monastery, as I'm starting to call it, is uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's it's um, it's still all mine. That's cool. I saw you guys were having some pretty cold temperatures, though. Yeah, it's it's definitely been getting cold. Like I think I think the low yesterday was negative seven, and um, I think the high was maybe approached twenty. But um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, the icebox is living up to its reputation. That was interesting. That thing you posted online about the wind coming from the West and keeping the cold air kind of socked into that Valley. Cause I, I didn't think about that to the East. There is no way for that air to escape except along highway 114, which is not a very big Canyon. So it would take a long time for that cold air to get pushed out that way. Yeah. So it makes sense why that stays like that all winter and that ground temp is so cold because when I was thinking about winter camping out there, I mean, heck just in November, I'd go into town because I'd, I go into town to like see which areas I can go into. I'm thinking it's frigid cold everywhere around here. Yeah, it's it lives up to the reputation, and and yeah, the geology is pretty cool. I mean, it's yeah, it's uh, it's it's interesting to to be able to piece that together or understand it. Yeah, and I was tracking Lake City weather because you know my plans to stay there and kind of home base out of there for the next couple of years, and I was tracking their weather, and I'm thinking, man, it's not any warmer there either. So. 
I may just have to hunker down and get some more cold weather gear if I want to continue the cold weather camping endeavors, which, which I, which I will. And just kind of see how to do that because I, I think winter camping over in Chafee County and then even Sawatch County, like I've done, it's a little bit of a heck doing it because there's so much sunlight and it has a temp, temp the, the temperatures tend to be a little bit warmer. So with that, it's easy. Like during the day, you don't have to run your stove very much because with the full sun and, you know, you're being out in the open, like it is, it's easy to, to heat the tent, but then with the limited resources that are in Gunnison County, with the majority of the ground cover being like scrub brush instead of actual trees, there's just not as much resources sitting around for burning the stove. And then with the cold temperatures, I mean, I just don't know how I'd be able to move my tent and pound into, you know, those foot long stakes, pound them into frozen ground. So it's, um, I'm going to have to rethink my winter camping endeavors now that I'll be in the San Juans going forward. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm sure you'll be up for the challenge. Um, I mean, that's, that's all it is, is a, a new set of conditions to, to figure yeah. out. Yeah. And I think what it'll be is that I'll, I'll look at possibly setting up in an area that I don't have to move. And so maybe it's on, maybe it's on the land that's just outside of Lake city by Lake, by Lake San Cristobal, just set up there and just, just be there all winter. And if I don't have to move, then it's fine. You know, I can, I can deal with it, especially if there's trees around that, that there's, if there's any deadfall, I can cut that up or I can just go purchase some wood and stack it up next to the tent. And if it's on private property, then I'm good. But I think the, the public land bouncing around, it's just a little bit harder to do when the, when the ground's frozen. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my monastery setup <laughs> up here. <laughs> well, how's the, how's the fireplace been treating you? I, it's great. You know, I, I don't, I, I honestly don't know enough about it's probably engineering is the right word but you know i've heard things that fireplaces can actually be a heat sink in that you know they the hot air wants to rise Mm -hmm. and so i've just heard that that a lot of the hot air ends up going up through the chimney Mm -hmm. and yeah so i i don't I mean, I'm, I'm keeping that thing going and, and we've got the wood, you know, that you and I collected, um, a, a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got the wood, but I, um, I just don't know. I don't know if there are other things that I could do to effectively warm this place up using the fireplace. And like, am I, you know, are, are there different, yeah. Are there different techniques that I could do that could improve the retention of the heat or, mm-hmm. you know, is there, what, what are the other things that we need to do? And, the you know the, the the big thing that needs to happen is that wood fired boiler needs to get installed fully installed Mo- most the the plumbing is in place but uh, the um, the chimney is not installed right now so we can't use that um, so anyway it's um, you know I, I think it's it's kind of a a graduate level crash course as far as like figuring all this stuff out but I mean the 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 fact of the matter is is it's probably it's probably between forty and fifty degrees inside <laughs> during the night. Oh and, really? Oh yeah, and it's uh, you know I, I can I can deal with it, but I'm I'd be lying if I if I weren't admitting that it, it's a little chilly in here at night. Oh wow, I, I didn't realize that. One thing I have seen is that a lot of people will have a fireplace, but then they'll they'll install like an actual kind of like a stove box, like what I use in my tent. 
and then they'll put mm-hmm. those Rico fans on top of it, and then they'll run their stove with that, and then harness that heat and push it around the room. So that that could be a <laughs> thing to consider going forward. Or another thing too is that I'm on this winter camping group online, and a lot of people that have these long term tents, like canvas tents, set up, whether it's for hunting or whatever it may be. What they'll do is they'll go out and they have a propane wood stove or a propane stove that they'll use. Yeah. And it's it's just fed from like a tank that you'll have outside. And I guess they're really efficient and you can keep the temperature constant, you know, throughout the evening. And then with that, they'll put a bunch of different fans on top of it and push the air all around the room. And it's and it keeps like a constant temperature. It doesn't fluctuate like mine does in the tent. Yeah. I those are um, we we've talked about actually installing the wood fired stoves in a, a few of them in here, but that would require installing chimneys. And I've also um, I've been in places where those those propane style stoves or you know wood they look like wood stoves, but they're propane stoves. Yeah, um, and. Again, you, you still need to have the chimney installed, um, you know, to, mm-hmm. to vent it. And um, it it's just, you know, it's going to be a process to just get this place fully dialed in. But right now, all I have to deal with is there's the propane boilers and and they work, but they're 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 not really dialed in as far as efficiency. And so. We, we just don't want to burn through all the propane that we've got. So we've got the temperature set at like 55. And so it's, um, yeah, it's just going to be something to figure out. But right, right now, all I have to work with is either burning propane with the boilers or using the, the fireplace. And I don't, I don't think either are particularly efficient at this point. So anyway, it's, I'm, I'm still doing fine. I mean, I'm, I'm, um, it's just, you know, having to bundle up. I've got my, I've got my fleece lined pants on right now. Wow. Nice. Oh, Those yeah. are the ones you got for 30 bucks from that. Oh cool. yeah. Well, it's kind of cool. Cause you're figuring out what it takes to make, to be comfortable. And like, I mean, it's a really harsh climate there in Gunnison in the winter. That's probably one of the coldest places in Colorado. Yep. And so to figure out how to make a off grid shelter and, you know, make it livable is that's good knowledge to have because then, then it's like, you know, if it, if it takes that much effort and that much knowledge to be comfortable in the wintertime, you got to think that not very many people are going to do that. So you still get your, your solitude out there, even though you're in a structure. Yep, absolutely. No, and, and the solitude is, is fantastic. And, you know, I think like most things in life, you, you learn by, you know, a, a trial by fire, no, no pun intended, but mm-hmm. you know, you just, you go through, you make mistakes, you figure out how to improve it and and you move on. So that's, it's a monastery laboratory. Maybe, maybe that's the uh, cool. the best way to describe it. Cool. Are, are daytime temps reasonable? Do you get it to being relatively warm or is it still kind of chilly? It's still kind of chilly. I mean, the, you do get a lot of passive solar um, mm-hmm. heating up the place, but it's, I mean, it's 18 degrees outside right now. Okay. And, yeah. so um, the breeze. Yeah. So, yeah, the place warms up during the day, but it's not. I'm still wearing my fleece lined pants. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it. I'll put it to you that way. Well, hey, you know, the nice thing about that is, like, you go outside and you don't have to change to go outside. You know. I know. Yeah. Like, like, walk out. You're good to go. You come back in. You're like, hey, it's all good. That's one thing I love about winter camping is like, I don't have to 
dress up or dress down. I mean, I've, of course, if I'm in the tent and, and if I'm there all day, I'll make it all nice and hot and comfortable. But if it's if I'm just kind of working around camp and stuff, it's, it's like one one outfit does the trick for everything. Yep. Yep. No, no doubt about it. And yeah, and I still have tons of luxuries. Like I could take a I could take a hot shower. I've I've got a fridge. I've got an oven and all that stuff. So I'm I'm not suffering. Yeah, dude, that hot shower goes a long way. Oh, oh, yeah, big, big time. <laughs> yeah, so, well, cool. Well, I wanted to touch base. I was just kind of, think, kind of thinking we'd do like a year-end recap, and I wrote down a little bit of stuff in my journal. I'm going to do a journal every day for the next year. Wow, and nice. Yeah, it's kind of cool. I, I got this really nice leather journal that that folds down and, and kind of lays lays real flat, so it'll be easy to to write in. Because my other journals that I had were were smaller, and it was just kind of hard with, you know, writing on them. But these, these are like full eight and a half by 11 sheet pages. And so I'm, I'm excited to do this. And then I'll be able to reflect throughout the year and look back and say, oh, what was I thinking of, you know, last January or last February or whatever. But I put down seven different goals that I want to focus on for 2019. Nice. Well, let's, let's, let's hear the goals. I, um, I haven't put much thought into them, but um, yeah, I'm, let me, let me, let me hear about your goals. Okay. So the first one is kind of following with the stuff I've been doing with the Sam Harris waking up meditation app. And my goal is to meditate for at least 30 minutes each day, because I found that when I started with that app, it's basically just focusing on the breath and, and it helps you really focus on just being in the now and focus on your surroundings and just clear all the thoughts that you have in your head that could be distractions. And I, I really liked how that that meditation app started out to where Sam Harris explains that like if you're in the city and you look up at the night sky, you may only see the the brightest stars or, or just planets that, that reflect the most light, but you don't see the whole grandeur of the night sky. And he equates that to meditating to where what you want to do is you want to clear your mind so you can see the whole night sky. Basically you can see your whole constellations and that you want to see the heavens that's inside your head. And you do that by clearing out the clutter and clearing out the noise and clearing out any pollution that may be in the air or any any other light pollution or whatever it may be. And I thought that was a really good analogy for people that are possibly new to meditation as far as like, you know, wh- why, why would somebody undertake this practice and why would they do it? And when he explains it in those terms, it really makes sense for people that are new to it. And so that struck with me and that's, I've been, I've been now, I'm about a week into it of doing it consistently. And I thought, you know, I just want to continue this for the year and see where I'm at in a year's time from now and see how much it can help me just focus on what's important and clear the clutter in my head. So that's that's goal number one. Um, number two, I want to start each morning by saying three things out loud for which I'm grateful for in my life. So I want to wake up and I immediately want to start with, with three positive things that I'm that I'm thankful for. And by saying it loud, out loud instead of just thinking it, it's kind of like you to me, it's more like I'm reaffirming it to myself. And the goal for that is to start the day off on a positive note every day, regardless of what mood I wake up in. And so mm-hmm. I think I think that'll be helpful. And then number three, it's when I'm when I'm communicating with people, I want to focus on the good in every person that I communicate with. I think what that'll do is that'll lead to more productive conversations that I have with individuals instead of maybe maybe second guessing myself of when I'm talking with someone or projecting any, any negativity towards a conversation that may be misguided or from residual conversations that I've had with other people. And so 
I want to focus on the good in every person that I communicate with. And I think that that, like I said, that'll just lead to, to more positive interactions. And then number four, I want to do my best to fill my mind with positive thoughts. And that actually rolls into number five, which is focus on positive internal dialogue and eliminate any negative thought patterns. Because I think that it's, that it's easy when things, just human nature as, as a whole, I think it's easy when things start to, maybe there's a day where there's a couple different things that go south to get into that mindset. Like, man, this is, you know, this is becoming a theme in my life and why do bad things happen to me? And, and I, I've done that in the past throughout my life. And I think everybody has. And I, I think that I need to look at each negative thing that may happen in my life as an isolated incident, as opposed to a series of connected incidents. Cause like, you know, this past summer when I had all those stuff that happened with my truck, I got into a pretty negative uh, headspace because I'm like, man, this stuff just keeps happening. And I feel like when I would focus on negative thoughts or negative things that would happen in my life, it attracted other negativity. And so I feel like number four and number five of doing like number four, you know, doing my best to fill my mind with positive thoughts and number five, just to focus on positive internal dialogue and eliminate negative thought patterns. I think that'll really help to just attract the positive things in life towards me and kind of flush out any of the negative that, that may be introduced throughout the day or throughout the week. And then number six, I want to recognize and reconnect with the divine. And, and that, I mean it more of in just like a personal spiritual endeavor, not, not so much a particular religion. Um, my past year with the hip issues that I've had, I haven't, I didn't spend as much time in nature as I wanted to. And I noticed that it impacted my spirit, you know, and my, my kind of outlook on things. But yet when I, and the few times that I would go out, even though my hip was hurting me, I felt a definite positive influence in my life. And like that grandeur that you get when you're out in nature and that feeling of maybe a higher power or a, a quote unquote spiritual experience when I'm out in nature. So my goal with that is just to, you know, I've been working with the physical therapy to get my hip in line, which is improving. And then that'll help me reconnect with nature and reconnect that spiritual aspect of, of being out there. And then the last one is, is just take better care of my body by slowing down and not pushing myself so hard. Because I think the reason why I got into the situation I've been in with my hip and then also with that knee surgery I had is I just, I wouldn't listen to my body. I just keep on pushing myself and I need to realize my limitations. And so I'm going to slow down and just take things a little bit easier. I'm not going to pound trails as hard as I would. And I'm not going to hike like the fastest person on the planet. Like I used to do. I'm going to take a little bit more time to slow down and enjoy the ride. And I think what that's going to do is just, just help me mellow out a little bit. And I want to, I want to shift into like maybe a, like a, a lower gear in life. And I want to start to focus more on um, like, a you know, the, like the first one on my list, the meditation and, and more of the positive thinking and just do a lot of things that really help me as a person to, to be a better individual, which I think will have a positive impact on those immediately around me. And I feel like if I do that, then that can be my gift to myself, but then also just the world as a whole, just to be a better person in a better headspace. So those are my seven things I'm going to focus on in the new year. Wow. That's, that's, um, is a great list. Um, yeah, I, um, I mean, I can relate to a lot of it, the, the meditation I'm, um, I, I've been doing, I would say 80% 
I'm 80% successful at doing 30 minutes of meditation per day. So I, I, that I'm, I haven't worked with the waking up app with Sam Harris. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to pick your brain a little bit more about that. So is your, is he guiding you to understand that meditation will clear your mind? Is that, is that how would you would describe it? So the goal of meditation is to clear your mind. Is that, is, is that how you understand it? Is that how he's guiding you? A little bit. It's a lot of it is just to be mindful of your thoughts and not allow your mind to be cluttered with a bunch of noise that, that may cloud your judgment. And what I've noticed so far, and granted, I'm only a weekend, but it's like I've focused on so far, the, the first one was just focusing on the breath and the mindfulness of being in the now. The second one was about uh, practicing logic and and thinking logically and not thinking irrationally. And the third one was the, the about boredom and how that can typically lead to mischief. And then the, the fourth one is about gratitude and making sure that you recognize the things that you're thankful for in life. And the fifth one is about the social self and about social settings that you're in. And if, it, and if you're doing things that are benefiting you or, or if you're in social settings that are potentially poisonous to your soul. And then the one that I just did today was about problem solving. And so I think that it's, it's a good mental exercise to where I don't feel as though it's just focusing on one particular area of life or one particular self-improvement. But it's going through different exercises, or, or at least it has so far. It's gone through different exercises that are really applicable to everyday life, and I think it's a way of being mindful of the decisions and the situations that a person puts themselves in, and how that can impact their overall well-being. Yeah, I I certainly see a lot of connection to the meditation, to from from the meditation and from what you described to the other goals that you. It, it seems like they're all connected. They're, they're mm-hmm. all very, very connected. And I, my understanding and my approach to meditation, it, it is focused on that mindfulness. And so when I, when I sit down to meditate and when I focus on my breath, the practice that I have is, you know, I'll, I'll do my best to really stay focused on my breath and to note all the physical sensations of that in breath and in the inhale and the exhale and what what ends up happening invariably is that my mind starts to wander and you know I'll start thinking about things in the past or things that I need to do or different ideas so that that idea of mindfulness is noting when my mind has wandered away from my breath and i i have an internal acknowledgement that i i i say thinking to myself internally and then i bring myself back to my breath and so mm-hmm. when you were talking about that analogy of you know the the stars in the sky and how the you know in, in a in a, in a crowded urban area, we're only mindful or we can only see, you know, one or two stars, the brightest ones. But the reality is, is that there's a whole mess of stars. Mm-hmm. And so my, 
my objective in meditation is to be more aware, more mindful of all of those little thoughts that are constantly streaming through my head, all of those dialogues that I've got constantly streaming through my head. And so by being mindful of them, I'm creating distance between myself and those thoughts. So in other words, I am not the summation of my thoughts. I am something different. My, my thoughts are just, that's what the brain does, right? It thinks it's, mm-hmm. it's always, you know, in, in, I think in evolution, we, we were well served by constantly thinking of, you know, what could eat us or what would kill us or what have you. And so there's, there was evolutionary value in having that mind that is constantly thinking of this or that or projecting into the future or going into the past. But now that we're, we're in this more, we're in a safer environment, we don't need to be constantly thinking those thoughts anymore. And the first step is to just be mindful of those thoughts. So I don't, I don't know if that connects to how your understanding is, but that's, Mm -hmm. that's certainly what my, my goal is to simply adopt the role of being witness to my thoughts, as opposed to uh, being a victim of my thoughts. I think that's that's a good way to explain it. You know, it's funny is today when I started with my meditation session before I got into the lesson, I I took about 10 minutes and I was like, I'm just going to sit here and focus on my breath, which is what I, what I do each time I start. And today, you know, (laughs) it was funny because I kept on thinking like, I'm, you know, I was thinking to myself, Hey, I'm doing really good. Keep my mind clear. And then I immediately started thinking about bacon because today's international. (laughs) I was like, I was like, oh, I'm doing a great job. And then I was like, bacon. And I'm like, oh, man, I just ruined it. You know, like I just went off track. <laughs> but but I, uh, I, I look at that, that process of listening to my breath, and I equate it to hiking a trail because I can get off trail and I can be distracted by this cool stream over here or the fox that's running over in the meadow over there or the fish that I spot that are swimming in the stream next to where I'm hiking. But it's like, I always want to get back on the trail and keep going. And that's what I, in my mind, that's, granted, I'm in my infant stage of doing meditation, but in my mind, that's what I equate it to. And that's what, that's what kind of makes the most sense to me is just staying on the trail and continuing on that path and seeing where the trail leads. So I've really enjoyed it so far. And on top of it too, it's really relaxing. I mean, I, I'll get done and I'm like, man, I feel great. And it just, especially when I start out with that 10 minute session of just focusing on my breath and listening to the inhale and exhale and the sounds that my body makes when that happens and sitting with a really comfortable posture on like a nice yoga mat. It's just a really relaxing way to get, get to get going. Awesome. And I, and I, I certainly connected to your, when, when I increase my mindfulness, when I increase my meditation practice, I feel as though I have, I have a choice to direct my attention to what I'm grateful for. And I have a, I have a choice to direct my attention to the good things and conversations. And that, that can be 
you know, I, when, when you were describing your goals and, and you, you identified that number three, the focus on the good in conversations and other people, what came to my mind was that's even true in the things that I, that I read, or if I get onto social media or what have you, if, if I have that awareness of what's going on in my mind and I have that separation mm-hmm. from what's going on in my mind and my thoughts and so if I read some read something and I have a knee-jerk reaction to, oh, that's that's stupid, or I disagree with that. If I'm practicing meditation, if I'm practicing mindfulness, I get to then choose whether whether I wanna allow myself to go down that rabbit hole of arguing with that person, either like only in my mind or arguing with them you know, via writing or via conversation, or I can redirect myself to what's, what's being good that's said there, or if there's not anything being good, anything good that's said in that conversation or, or that article or that, that social media thread, I get to choose to redirect my attention to more positive things. Um, so I, um, anyway, I just, I, I think that there's, um, I think that the the list of your goals, I, I, my sense is that because they're all connected in in a certain way, that there's likely more of a chance that you'll be successful. You know, rather than having these you know very disparate goals, you've got connected goals, mm-hmm. and therefore you're probably more likely to have more success with them. That's the, that was my, that was my intent is that I wanted to make goals that were connected, but also very attainable and something that, that I felt would, that I could, that I have immediate control over. I, I didn't want to put something on there, like make a million dollars this year. Well, All right. a lot of, you know, there's a lot of variables that go into that. And then also a lot of people always put fitness goals, but something comes up, you could get injured. You know, you could have a, you could have a donut addiction like I do and this, <laughs> you know, and things like that. And I wanted to do something like, okay. I want to I want to have it to where I feel as though these goals are something that I can practice every day for the rest of my life not just something that is just for 2019. And so I think that by keeping a journal and having this as the first entry into my journal as to what my goals are it's like I can reflect on that every time I write every day and make sure that I'm on track and then it's like a compass for me to to stay on par with things cuz I, I, I of course I want to put down hey I'm going to get in the best shape of my life who do, who doesn't want to do that? You know, everybody wants to do that, but the likelihood of that happening with all the variables of life, sometimes that's hard to obtain. And then I don't want to feel as though I'm a failure. And so when I wrote these goals, it was one, it was more the four. I've never done self-improvement goals like this for the new year. And every year it's always like, I'm going to get in great shape and all that stuff. And you know, that's fleeting. And so I decided that I was going to put something that was more of a mental exercise that I felt from that, if I feel good every day about what my choices that I'm making, if I feel good about the interactions that I'm having with other people, that will spawn positivity for me that I might not be able to see at this moment. And I'm excited for that because I think that that's a great way to to look at the new year. And I feel like it will make my life better and also the lives of people that I interact with. Hopefully, it'll be a bright spot in their day as well. Yeah, Absolutely. How do you see all of that connecting to the more materialistic projects that you've got going on? So I know, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about 
what we're seeking to do in developing a means of sustaining ourselves without going back into the heavy corporate world. So yeah. how do, do, do you make any connections with these goals and your efforts in developing, you know, your YouTube profile and your blogging profile and, and even in the podcast that mm -hmm. we're, we're doing, how do you, how do you wrap all that stuff in? Well, I think that I found myself this past year with some of the challenges that I had, whether it was with work or, or with the, the truck issues or the health issues, that instead of focusing on the positive things, I have a tendency to kind of dwell on the negative. And then when that happens, I tend to socially cut myself off from everybody. And as a result of it, I may have missed an opportunity that day, whether it would have been a work opportunity or a networking opportunity, which could have further advanced monetization issues or monetization opportunities as well. And so I think that by being in a more of a positive mindset and approaching every situation in that manner, positivity breeds more positivity, which I feel breeds opportunity. And with that, there may be things that pop up that I can't, like I said before, I can't really see it right now, but it could help benefit me in the future. Now, one good thing is, is I, the YouTube is, is really taking off. So the, the revenue with that's going great at the moment. And then I feel as though the opportunities that I have in Lake City that's going to help sustain me as well. And then I'm excited to see what's going to happen with the cabin that I'm going to help my uncles build and get that going. Then I'll have a place to stay in the winter, which helps alleviate a lot of the travel that I was considering for the winter time and kind of that conundrum as to where do I go? What do I do? You know, where am I, where am I going to home base out of all that stuff? If I can do it in the summertime to where I can help them with any sort of VRBO opportunities that they may want to pursue and help manage that. And then the wintertime have a place to crash and be the caretaker for that cabin then that really cuts down on expenses for winter camping with the tent. Because with the tent, the great thing about it is, is I, I make great content. The bad thing about it is that it's expensive to do. Because I'm usually out in the middle of nowhere. If I need to go get supplies, I have to run to town and get them. If it gets really cold for long stretches of time, you can burn through a ton of wood. Because with me being in the tent, as soon as the stove goes out, the tent gets cold, so I have to restart it. Now, if I was in a cabin, I can run the stove at a much lower rate and I wouldn't burn through as many resources, and therefore I'd be more stationary, and I wouldn't uh, have to run around so much. So the expenses would be lower. And so I'm looking at this as a way to bring more positive situations in my life that could possibly turn into more revenue opportunities. But as it stands right now, I'm pretty comfortable going into the new year with what I've got. I just need to make sure that, that I keep my expenses low, which is no problem because living like this, you know, it, like we were talking the other day, I'm totally comfortable living this way. I love living this way. And I don't need a big fancy place to live in, nor do I want it. And it's kind of altered my mindset from, I used to think like, oh, I got to live in a nice big apartment and I got to have a huge couch and I got to have a big TV and the biggest cable package and da, 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 da. And it's like, all those things cost extra money to live that way. And I don't want to live that way anymore. And so I don't mind living the dirtbag lifestyle. And like we were talking the other day, I mean, even if I had a place to where I put a a, a double wide trailer on it. I don't give a shit. You know, it's fine with me. And I'm not here for the the glory lifestyle like I used to be. Been you know 20 years ago when I was getting ready to go in the corporate world. I just wanted to set the world on fire and make as much money as possible and live the high life. And I've done that, and it didn't really do anything for me. So I, I enjoy living below my means, and I enjoy living a very very frugal lifestyle, and I enjoy living the minimalist lifestyle. And I just plan on focusing on that going forward while incorporating these positive things into my life and just kind of seeing where that takes me.
Very nice. Very nice. Do yeah. you, do you, I, I'm, I'm more, I'm interested in, I think it was your, your sixth goal of, you know, working to reconnect with the divine. Yeah. Um, so I, I certainly heard you say that, that, that means, um, spending more time in nature. Are you willing to elaborate a little bit more on that? I mean, I don't want to get all, all religion and spiritual and whatnot, but I, I also know that you've been, you have been reading a little bit more about the psychedelics. And we had that conversation, I think it was uh, episode 32, where, where you talked about that experience you had like 10 or 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Is, is that, is that connected with, so is your goal of reconnecting with the divine is that at all connected with some of the stuff that you're perusing on the psychedelics front? Because I know for me, it it is. And it's not that I, I believe that ingesting psychedelics will connect me with the divine in, in that way. But I, I guess I see it as a means of uh, separating, not being so self-absorbed. And so that's... I. Personally, I believe that constantly thinking of myself and and constantly focused on my ego is separating me from the divine. And so on the flip side of that, if I am able to disconnect from my ego on a more regular basis, that will give me an opportunity to reconnect with the divine. And I, I experienced that to a certain extent with meditation and my curiosity of how psychedelics work. They, they kind of fall in line with that. So is that, is that at all part of your thinking or is that not, not connected at all? No, very much so. It's that's, that's exactly what I'm thinking because with being in Lake city and Hinsdale County, there are four wilderness areas there. And I love to backpack. I, I really enjoy going back with Sierra and just me and my dog. We're hanging out in the backcountry and I've got a bunch of new places to explore. And there's a lot of 14ers out there that I've never even set foot on. And so I want to go to these areas and I want to take my Tinkara fly fishing rod and I want to go back in there and and have weekends or multi-day trips where I can just be alone and backpack and journal and meditate and really connect out there and, and just see just see what it what where it leads me you know, back in there, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put myself in a dangerous situation to where I would take a lot of psychedelics because I don't want to be completely disassociated with reality to where I may get myself into trouble if I'm by myself. But I think microdosing to where you don't necessarily feel or see any things that aren't there. Cause I, you know, you, you certainly can do that if you take a healthy amount of psychedelics, but with microdosing, it's just more of like an elevated state of consciousness. And I definitely want to go in there and see what that would be like. And mm. I think doing that alone and being able just to explore the thoughts that are in my head that, w- that would come about that and be in this awesome nature setting would be an incredible experience. And then to journal about it while I'm back there and kind of see where it leads. So that would be great. And then also, too, even just without psychedelics, just spending more time in a new area of, of, of Colorado that I've not spent a lot of time in. The San Juan Mountain Range is phenomenal. There's so much killer terrain back in there. And like, like I was saying to you, you know, there'd be awesome times that 
if you want to go back up in there with me, we could we could take Engineer Pass and head over to Uray for a day, and or maybe maybe make it a weekend. You know, go up and camp on Engineer Pass somewhere, head into Uray, grab grab lunch, come back, camp on Engineer Pass somewhere, and then head back into Lake City. I mean, who who wouldn't want to do that? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like an awesome way to spend a couple of days and in an area that doesn't really get a whole lot of people. And so I'm excited for that because I feel as though every time that I've spent time in nature and gone back in, whether it's backpacking or even just on a really remote four by four trail and I'm by myself, I come out of that in a really good headspace. And I think a lot of people do because the, just the world itself, it's a crazy time to be alive. And there's a lot of weird stuff going on with society. I think a lot of people are just having a hard time finding their way. I think social media is a constant, um, I don't know what the right word would be. Maybe I don't want to say thorn in the side because it does connect a lot of people and it, and the, the spread of information is great, even though there's a lot of information out there that's false. But I, I feel as though people need to take a break from that and just reconnect with themselves and not, not be so plugged in. And so I think that's one reason and, and, a, and, a, and a very big reason why people love to go out in nature so much, especially those that are in urban environments. They love to have the break from it. And I feel as though if I can put myself in those situations more often than not by being back in there, then I can really connect spiritually with who I am and possibly the quote unquote divine. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, I'll, I'll join you on that Ure trip any, any day. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so great. I've done that. I went back, you know, Sam back in high school when my family and I would go out there, we'd spend, we'd spend two or three weeks out there in the summer. And going over that pass and, and dropping into Uray, and then also you can you can go a little bit south and drop into Silverton. It's just like an authentic Colorado experience. And and it's just you get back up in there and there's these huge peaks and there's not really many people around. And it and the four by four trails are a blast. And it's just it's unreal. So I think you're really gonna enjoy it. Awesome. Well, I, I look forward to that. Yeah. Do you do you do you have any ideas about how these goals are going to manifest themselves in the kinds of videos that you produce. Um, Cause I, I just, again, I've, I've certainly learned a lot from watching you and, and, you know, studying the, the different kinds of videos. Do you, do you expect it? And maybe, maybe you don't, you know, like I, I think you've, I've heard you say in this conversation that you're, you're just interested in where, where these goals are going to lead you. Um, but I wasn't sure whether you had some different ideas on the video front that might be a shift from what you've done in the past. Not really. I'm not really going into it with any sort of expectations or, or milestones. I'm, I'm really going into it kind of like, like a, like a blank sheet of paper saying, okay, we'll see where this goes and we'll see where it leads me. I do think it will definitely impact the content that I'm that I put out there and I and I want to share that with people and that's why I'm keeping a daily journal because I plan to publish some if not all of it and 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 especially the stuff that when I'm back deep in the forest and if I'm having a great experience I want to publish that for people to give them an insight into what this is all about because I think a lot of people mistakenly think that people that live nomadically or people that live off grid or people that are in the backcountry have it all figured out and that's not the case, at least and you know, speaking for myself, the reason I live this way is because I want to figure more stuff out and I want to challenge my brain and my existence here on planet Earth. I want to challenge myself to grow more. And I don't feel that growth happens necessarily 
in the warm cave of success. You know, I've, I've been there before I've been very successful, but it's like, I was so comfortable. I didn't ever push myself outside of my boundaries. And I feel like doing this, I'll be able to learn more about myself. And then hopefully if it's, if the there's a lot of positive stuff that comes from it, I can share with others and maybe they can learn from the, the experience as well. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I'm, I, I, I've been thinking about, you know, how do we, how do we make this podcast deeper? How do we make it? And, and, and not that we, we, we don't, you know, get deep and whatnot. And that's maybe right. that's the wrong word, but like, how do we, I, I guess, how, how, where, where's this podcast going to go, I guess is really what the question is. And, you know, what kinds of people do we want to talk to? What kinds of experiences do we want to relate? And I don't, I've got some different ideas on that front. I've got some different people in mind that I want to talk to that I think are falling into the scope of what we're talking about today where, you know, I, so, uh, I really believe that a, a nomad could, could be the embodiment of someone that's physically nomading. But I also think that, that a nomad could be someone that is, is kind of on an, internal uh wandering searching quest and they're they're doing that you know via unconventional work or or what have you so anyway i'm in i'm interested to to see what this current year this coming year brings as far as as where this podcast goes yeah, I, I I like that, and I think that's cool. I, I think we should explore all that stuff and see where it goes, because I think that people would be interested in hearing about folks that that are on the internal nomadic journey, whether it's through reading, extensive reading, or whether it's through meditation, or whether it's through yoga. I don't think somebody has to live on the road full time in order to be considered nomadic, because it's like I, I kind of equate that to minimalism. Mm. You can be you can be a physical material minimalist or you can be a mental minimalist or you can be both. You know what I mean? And uh, so there's, and I think that same thing goes for nomadic living just because someone might be in a sticks and bricks location doesn't mean that they're not on a mental journey. So that let's, let's do that for sure. I think that'd be cool to introduce people to that. And, and I would, I would be stoked to listen to those conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. So if there's, if there's anybody out there that's listening to this, that would want to be a part of the conversation, um, I, I certainly extend the, the invitation out to, to either Brian or myself to possibly host you on this podcast and, and see what interesting internal or external journeys that you're, you're going on. I'd, I'd love to have that conversation. Definitely. And I, and I still want to talk to some people that that are doing crazy stuff adventure wise in the outdoor world. So if that fits the bill too, hit us up and let's get you on the podcast and talk to you. Sounds good to me. I, I second that. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to log off. I'm going to go hit, I'm actually going to go to Dunkin' Donuts and go get some donuts. You've revved yourself up, haven't you? By, by mentioning donuts two or three times, you're like, yeah, I I've been do this. this all day and I haven't yet. And I'm like, I just got to go get some, man, or else I'm just going to be itching. So I'm going to go get some right now before the Chiefs game starts. And 
I'm going to, I'm going to try to get as many donuts in before the new year. Cause after the new year, I am going to kind of clean up my diet a little bit, but that'll probably be short lived until I get back on the road and I'm burning a million calories a day and can afford to eat as many donuts as I want. Right on. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, go, go get your donuts on. I don't want to, I don't want to stand in between you and your donuts. That's right, dude. I'll be, I'll be angry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Well, it was good chatting with you. Have a great new year. And to everyone else out there in podcast land, thanks for tuning in and I hope you all have a great new year as well. Yeah. Happy new year. All right. Later.